When we hear Thomas, many of us think instantly of doubt. Instead of being known for all the times he stepped up to the plate, like so many people, Thomas is best known for the one time he leaves and misses out on the action. It's the first day of the week and all of the disciples are huddled behind locked doors, afraid of what might happen to them. Jesus comes and stands among them. At least all the disciples are there except for Thomas. And of course we know the story from there. Poor Thomas arrives home to find the disciples telling him that Jesus had been there. Thomas replies with an almost childlike defiance. Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. From then on, Thomas's reputation is sealed as the disciple with little faith, the doubter, the one who finds it hard to believe. He becomes the poster boy for all of us who would rather see things for ourselves instead of just accept them as fact secondhand. But three weeks ago, we saw a very different picture of Thomas. That Sunday's Gospel reading was the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. When the story begins, Jesus and the disciples are on the other side of the Jordan River, having fled Jerusalem because the people there were getting ready to stone him. When Jesus hears of the death of his friend Lazarus, he waits a couple of days and then says to the disciples, Let's go to Jerusalem. The disciples respond in what seems like a very reasonable way. Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you, and are you going there again? In other words, are you crazy? It is Thomas, actually, who steps up to the plate and says to the other disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Now that doesn't sound like someone with little faith. In fact, Thomas seems to have had so much faith that he was willing to lose his life over it. He's loyal. He's determined. He's willing to stick it out with Jesus until the bitter end. Thomas still might come off as a pessimist, but truth be told, he wasn't far off base. Jesus did go on to get crucified once he returned to Judea. Thomas was right. He just didn't see the happy ending that came three days later. And in his defense, who would have ever expected it? If we take a closer look at today's gospel reading and the passage that has sealed Thomas's reputation as a doubter, we might actually find that there's not much reason to see Thomas in such negative light based on this scripture. After all, he's not really asking for anything the other disciples haven't already experienced. There the other ten remaining disciples are on the first day of the week. Even though Mary Magdalene has told them that she's seen the risen Lord, they don't act like they know how to process that information any more than Thomas would know how to understand it when they said the same thing to him a few hours later. But Jesus comes and stands right there with them and shows them his hands and his side. And it's only after that revelation that the disciples rejoice over the presence of Jesus. So who can blame Thomas for wanting that same experience? For wanting to see for himself the marks of the nails and the wounds in Jesus' side? 
In fact, maybe we know exactly how Thomas feels. We, too, live in a time after Easter. We, too, haven't seen the marks of the nails or the wound in Jesus' side. We, too, find it hard sometimes to take as absolute truth the secondhand accounts that Jesus is risen. We want to see for ourselves. And this is one place we find incredibly good news in today's Gospel reading. The resurrected Christ doesn't leave Thomas out in the cold just because he preferred to see for himself. Instead, a week after Jesus appeared to the other disciples in the upper room, he appears again and says to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Two thousand years later, the resurrected Christ doesn't leave us out in the cold either. Wherever we are, whether it's hunkered down behind the locked doors of our hearts, are haunted by the skepticism that lingers in our mind, are paralyzed by the pain of so much loss and grief. Wherever we are, Jesus still comes and stands right here with us. Granted, we don't see the marks on his hands or feel the wound in his side, but we do experience his presence. We experience it through the peace he breathes into us. We experience it through the courage we find to take one more step toward resurrection. We experience it every time our heart widens, becoming more open and compassionate. We experience it through the grace we receive to be the church. Each and every time we fulfill our mission as the church to be the resurrected body of Christ in a broken and hurting world, it's a testament to the presence of Christ with and in us. It's easy for us to lose sight of these signs of Jesus' presence with us, especially on this Sunday that is known in many churches as Low Sunday. A day when we feel a little bit of a letdown after last week's glorious celebration. A day when we have slipped from our Easter festivities back into life as normal. A day when parking places are oh so much easier to find. <laughs> Maybe on this day, more than any other, we need to give Thomas a break and remember him for his faithfulness as a disciple. After all, he is the only disciple not hiding out behind locked doors in today's story, scared. He's the only one with the courage to actually be out in the world. Thomas isn't unfaithful. He just prefers to be the realist, trudging ahead with perseverance, praying and hoping for the best but expecting the worst, preferring to be surprised by a happy ending instead of disappointed by a routine, predictable one. But the truth is that it's okay if the message of Easter is one that's hard for us to wrap our minds around. Because in the midst of all of our doubts, in the midst of all of the messiness and the beauty that we call life, God continues to surprise us over and over again with the resurrection, at times and in places where we least expect it. Just like Thomas, we find ourselves jolted out of our practical pessimism over and over again by the experience of the risen Christ in our midst. Like a gentle voice, saying, go ahead, 
put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe.